Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined by phone, I have Vance. Hi, Vance. Hi, good evening. Good evening. I have Todd. Hi, Todd. I'm here also. Yes. Very, very good. Oh, let's see. I'm not. I'm going to cut this this small talk chit chat. I'm just going to go right through the plug. So, you're looking for some baits. We're going to have them at the shows. Well, the show that I'm going to be going to first is going to be the Muskie Max Plus. That is down in Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania, at Princescape Arena. Um, it was at this venue last year, and we're going there again. We've talked about it a couple times, but it's a really great location. Um, it's a little bit further from my place, but I kind of like it down there. Um, just a good layout, easy on the feet, but some important things that I'm going to want to point out as we're closing in on the month prior. So we're only going to have maybe three more shows, maybe three more shows before we, uh, actually, uh, we'll be down there setting up our booth. So a couple things I want to hit on is if you're looking for Ranger boats, Man, I'm going to be hitting a couple plugs here. Uh, Vix Marine will be attending the show again. There's going to have boats there, and at one point on Sunday, I'm going to I'm going to ask you, Vance and Todd, us a very hard question. On Sunday, which one of you will be climbing into those boats to do a seminar? Huh? Me. It's going to be Vance. Okay, you both are wrong. It's me. Um, oh. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I had to, I had to do my dumb joke to get it out of the way. All right, so you Vance, go. you're going to be doing a trolling seminar. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm going to be doing a trolling seminar out of uh, an 1880. Out of an 1880, and mm-hmm. not to give away everything, what are you going to kind of gear this towards the beginner? Maybe a little bit of more advanced techniques, or just a mix of both. Just. Just gonna go, a, I'm going to go from the beginning to, uh, you know, an eight rod spread. And I'm going to talk about each individual rod, um, in certain settings. So very, very cool. So you can come see that on Sunday and that will be out of a brand new boat. It'll be drug up there by Vix Marine and it will be a Ranger. A uh, couple other things I want to talk about real quick is there's some new exhibitors this year. Green Reaper Lures, the Lunge Lodge. Jones and Company, they are Daiwa Rapala Reps, Big O's Bucktails, Shenandoah Builders Group, Weiss Lures will be joining them as well in the Baker Lures Trophy Time Leaders Expanded Booth. There's going to be many of the other regulars, such as ourselves, uh, Wiley Lures, Leo, let's see, Lax will also be there with their display, Crash Landings, just to name a few. Uh, seminars will be included. Uh, Tony Grant, Jason Quintano, Ken Trails, and we've already mentioned it, Vance. And the Ask Us Anything Pro Guide panel will also be going on for those who attended it last year. It was a fun like Q&A session where they had, I think there were five people on stage last year. and uh, Big, big, big names. Everybody, all top five draft picks. You think so? Yeah. Future Hall yeah. of Famers? Oh yeah, pros. <laughs> so and we were all pros up there. Touchdown, slam dunk. Woo. I'm still getting over the halftime joke from the Super Bowl myself, so I'm, I'm a little off kilter still. You just got out of the hospital. Just yeah. got... well. Do you know what was what I was doing during the halftime show? And keep I your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> yeah. I was putting epoxy on baits. I got the kids to sleep, and I missed. I missed like the second and third the quarter. The greatest halftime show of all time. Mm. That's what mm-hmm. that's what's being told to me, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shakira, Shakira, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. So I was putting epoxy on baits. I had to sacrifice the entertainment. Uh, you can rewatch it. I have a few times. So. Okay. Oh wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that was a good one. They needed a good one for for a while. Those halftime shows have been political nightmares. Yeah. Oh yeah, that one took heat too, but I don't really care. I don't think it was that. I think it was just like all about you know butts and uh, you know that's it. 
that's what held that. I mean, yeah, that was straight to the point. Perfect. It was good. That's what they do. Yeah, that's exactly what they do. So, from from what I've like read, it. that that was not the intention of that halftime show, but in fact, it was the exact opposite of what it was supposed to represent. From the my hips readings. don't lie, Andy. The hips don't lie. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was for women empowerment, but okay. I mean that's old news, dude. That's like 2012. You know they've just moved on to butts. Okay. So, yeah. Very. Okay. So. Okay, we're yeah we've gone. Anyways, off. come on down. It's in one month. We're gonna be there, and we will have baits. So getting back to the AZ plug now, I'm gonna try to you know put all these ones together. Rod holders are still a hot ticket item. You can find them at fattazmuskie.com. Click on the store tab, and it should be laid out, I'd say, pretty well. I'm not saying what I did was perfect. I built it myself, and I'm not a web designer. So that's that. I don't think I've ever missed an order, ever. So have faith in that. Let's see. Baits. If you need baits right now and you're not going to beat the Muskie Max, go to... Team Rhino Outdoors and Muskie Tackle Online. Both of them have baits. I checked recently. They have stock, and I probably say most of the colors still. So springs around the corner, tax refund, you know, go fill the tackle box. And with that, how is Muddy Creek doing, Todd? Everything's going good here at Muddy Creek. We're just busy building lures right now, but uh, we will be out fishing shortly here in a few months. We starting up in Pennsylvania. We're gonna do some stuff late April, uh, into mid May. Got some stuff lined up there in the state of Pennsylvania, and then after that, we're gonna pick it up up at Chautauqua Lake. Last Saturday in May, all the way through November, Vance and I will be guiding up there all summer. So if you know when you're coming, get a hold of us. There's some weeks that are already filled. There's some months that are almost filled. So if you know when you're coming, and you want to come up, get a hold of us. We still have lots of places to get you in. And uh, we'll do our best to get you out there and get you on some fish. That's what we do. Two great months are pretty wide open, right? I mean, not wide open, but, you know, you'd have a a lot to choose from, which is August and September. And those are always really October. Those are great months to uh, come musky fishing. I still got half July open. We're we're good. Still got lots open. Let's go. I'm, I'm excited for it. St. Croix rods, did we talk about those? Not quite yet. Best rods on earth, check those out. I'll also be incorporating those uh, in the seminar. And I think I might actually have people uh, getting involved in that seminar and uh, playing down rod, out rod, planer board rod um, to get the blood flowing. Um, check those out. They're great for fishing. They're great for seminars. Um, we talked about Vix. We talked about Rangers. Uh, Baker Bates, check him out. He's a uh, sponsor of Muddy Creek in this show. Um, of course, at that um, Muskie Max, we're going to have the Chautauqua Special, which is the Freddie Mercury pattern Baker and 8-inch Raptor uh, for this year's Chautauqua Special. You could only get them at the AZ and Muddy Creek booth. Um, what else? Muskie's Inc.? Muskie's Inc. I'm sure Muskie's Inc. is going to be down there. Three River Chapter is always represented down there. That's where I always re, re-up my uh, annual dues when I'm down at that show. Check out your local chapter. No matter where you live, they got them everywhere, all throughout the country. Everywhere it's got Muskie's pretty much has a chapter. They got so much going on. Uh, it's banquet time coming up for a lot of the clubs. I saw I was having their banquet coming up in a week or two. All good fun. I think it's just real important to get involved in your local Muskie Inc. chapter. Anybody that's even interested enough to be listening to this podcast, I feel, should be a member of uh, Muskie's Inc. If you're going to these shows, should be a member. It's the only thing we got that uh, brings in a national, uh, some, some national power where you can go and talk to your local fisheries and actually get some stuff done. I know it's happened in Ohio. It's happened here in Pennsylvania. The clubs do a great job clubs are going to be as aggressively involved in the future as each club will be so they can always take people uh that want to get involved you know raising minnows 
our clubs do a lot of stuff for that here in Pennsylvania, Ohio, New York, all three of our local ones that I know of are, are doing that. I know they're doing it throughout the country and it makes a big difference for these fisheries and uh, it's, it, and it's showing, <laughs> there's no doubt it shows the way the musky fishing is now is uh, uh, way different than it was a few years back. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to put Vance on the spot. Vance, are you, you going to pick up an airbrush this year? I will. Yeah, I'm going to be doing some of the Vance customs, and uh, part of those proceeds are going to go towards uh, Three Rivers uh, Minnow Fund or uh, whatever they see uh, is best with it. But that's generally where uh, a lot of their donation money is going to um, is that Minnow Fund. So we're going to be doing that again. Uh, it was fun last year. I promise to be better. Um, in with mindset, but I don't promise that the paints will be better. Um, I, I really enjoy that you actually realized that the mindset was probably a little bit lacking last year. The skill was not. Yeah, I was angry. You were very at that angry. motor skill. Yeah, at that, that motor skill, but I've been practicing, and by practicing, I mean I haven't. So, um, <laughs> It should be good. If Sausage Finger Me can paint, you can paint too. I'll figure it out. I'll yep. do something. Maybe I can just blow air first, you know? that and Not put paint inside, you know, just so I can get that. Like the like the King's Clothes kind of thing? I, I forget what that little old fairy tale or whatever was. That, I don't know. You know that one where, uh, like, the king, like, only a fool, you know, could see the clothes or something like that. And he walked through the streets naked and no one wanted to say anything. Don't you remember that? You're blowing air on the paint. Like, and like you're oh, going to yeah. pretend so to paint it and like, yes. yeah, look at it. It's a, you know, it's clothes. a perch. Yes. Look at this perch here. And you'll be like that. That's white. That's primer on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. But yeah, I'm going to do that again. Uh, and I don't know what color it's going to be, but it's going to be fantastic regardless. Yeah, it's going to go to a good cause. Thank God. Do you have anything in mind that you want to try to do? I'm not going to hold you to it, but I just think it'd be interesting to hear what you want to do and what it ends up looking like. Yeah, I think I want to do um, black. Yeah, black, white. Uh, <laughs> You know, all red, all green, really? yellow, like solid colors. Yeah, you know, something like that. So you're gonna do the traffic light. Yeah, you're gonna start yeah. off with like a base yellow, and then you're just gonna put black, like red, black yellow, works green. Well. <laughs> yeah, solid black works well for everybody. The solid white works well for anybody. How come no one's painting the solid green? Solid. The, because no one wants the green weenie. Chartreuse. I mean, I might be. I might be able to do the stoplight yellow like a, a dark brown or yellow base and then uh green red and yellow there you spots go. on the side uh-huh. i'm gonna say almost cause... like a almost like a dog balls that sounds hot yeah that's right they're I'll gonna be, be confused they don't know if it's right on red or you know should they stop or yield yeah they're smacking <laughs> some road rage down there huh oh yeah that's not a bad idea for a color, the stoplight. Well, let Vance paint the, paint the stoplight up. Uh, maybe. Maybe. What I, I was going to say is... I mean, because what I could... Because what I could... That would be nice, because it would be just like one solid color. And then... Circles. Three yeah. dots on each side. Yeah. Now, depending on what I put that put down, I'll need your, your help. To, I, I probably would have to put white where the dots are huh? for those other colors to uh, maybe uh, you go with a yellow base probably right Andy? yeah like could... a yellow brownish base well uh-huh. if, you, if you do like a brownish base because you're gonna have a yellow light inside the yellow so maybe you're gonna want to do like a gold or something like maybe a gold base and you paint over that or instead of a yellow light you actually make it gold to kind of give it some so it just doesn't look like there's you know okay we yeah we mm-hmm. can come up with something else that sucks 
No, because Todd <laughs> wants to go and paint it. Like he's writing it down right now. I'll paint some eagles for you. There we the go. Stop. Stop lighting the eagles. I'm gonna paint the Hotel bike California. Line. Okay. So that's good. Eagles. The uh, well, that's interesting because if you were gonna say I was gonna do all black, I almost want you to do it, and then I will mix up your own batch of epoxy and have you epoxy them too. I think I could do epoxy just fine. I've been, I've been working with that for a very long time. Okay, because for whatever reason, the last couple times I've painted black, Todd got to see some of them. The epoxy just does not want to stay in place. Yeah, don't know what's happening. And it's the same. It's the same. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of blacks that are muddy creek floors now. Yes. You know. I mean, I'm I'm losing a percentage of them where I'm not losing any other color, and I don't understand why. It'll go on perfect. I put it on the wheel. I come back in four hours or the next day, and there's just big, giant, gaping leprosy wounds all over it. This is just the crazy stuff with the bait making that people don't maybe understand or realize. I mean, you know, I'm going through the same step making, you know, so I did another 200. So I just made like 700 lures and Andy's up there painting them. And all of a sudden this one or two just do this stuff. And it's like, how did that just happen? What, what happened there? <laughs> I mean, it's the same process. I'm doing the same exact thing every time over and over and over again. And you get these things that start happening that really hard. Think to it think it has anything to do with where they're at on the wheel? No, it, it doesn't because initially, you know, for, um, the, the, okay, I almost, you should almost just do a whole painting podcast, but um, I'm, I'm a guy that cleans the epoxy brush. I, I sooner, and my rationale is because I've had some other, you know, I talked to several other painters and some are like, I can't believe you actually do that. Well, I've been doing it now for like, I've been doing it for like eight or nine years. I had one issue one time and I figured out quickly what it was, but that was five years ago or something. I don't know. These guys are throwing them away. They just use them and throw it away. They will use it. They will. Yeah. They will buy a cheaper brush. Okay. Yeah. They will use it once and throw it away. Mm -hmm. I will. I've probably, so, so this is what I'll do. So let's just say a cheap brush is a buck. I'm buying Mm -hmm. like a seven or $8 brush. And yeah. right now I've done conservatively since November 700 hard baits mm-hmm. with two coats of epoxy each on one brush. On the same brush, yeah. And I also yeah. had this brush last spring. Mm-hmm. So I get a good brush. As long as I don't mess up, I got a brush for a long time. And after the first, I don't know, six or eight 40 bait batches, the brush, brush breaks in really nice. And mm-hmm. I, you know, by the, cause you're going to lose bristles. That's another thing is other people, you know, like people who do not paint or put on epoxy realizes bristles come out of the brush and on a new brush on the first you know, several runs you go through, you're losing so many bristles and it takes you so much longer to do it because you try to dig all the bristles out of the bait. There's no doubt the cheaper brushes are going to lose more. I mean, I painted hundreds of people's <laughs> homes inside when I was doing the construction and there's something to be said about buying an expensive brush. But there's certain projects that it's nice to buy the little cheapies and when you're not too worried about a bristle, but yeah, and, taking the time to clean it and use it, and as you said, also it worked a little better this fifth, sixth time around. Yeah, and what what was happening really when I when I was having those issues was it was a newer brush, and no matter how good you clean these brushes, I don't care how good you clean them, if you take them out of like like a lacquer thinner, I clean mine with lacquer thinner. If mm-hmm. I take it out and let it dry, no matter how good you clean it. Those hard. bristles will be as hard as a rock as soon as they dry. Yes. <laughs> yes it's hard. And yeah. so I pretty much have to store this brush in lacquer thinner. And there's a whole process mm-hmm. I do to clean it. 
But what was happening, and I wasn't noticing this, was on a new brush, the epoxy uh, hasn't gone up into that metal ferrule and hardened yeah. yet. So there's there's like a little reservoir of what might be lacquer thinner or a thinned out epoxy. And when I went to use it again, I would get the little bit of, I don't know how much, not a lot, enough to cause yeah. craziness on the epoxy until I realized... I know what I got to do to clean this out and how I remedied that is I take my heat gun and I essentially just full blast real close to that metal ferrule and boil anything out of it. Well, after several times of using it, there's enough epoxy that goes up in there. It blocks it. It like seals itself off. And then I got a really nice, by that time I consider the brush brush broken in and that's when I can really fly through epoxy is when I have a nice clean brush that isn't dropping bristles every time I use it. Uh, what can happen though is those epoxy hardened bristles can break off little baby segments, like I don't know, eighth of an inch long, that that you know cause problems for the establishment. But well, that's nothing compared to what it used to be with all the fleas coming off. The... Yeah, and it was crazy that I get all those fleas. It was after you left when that would always happen. <laughs> so if anyone doesn't know who has listened for a long time. Back at the old place where I used to uh, do the epoxy, it wasn't nearly as sealed off. And I had doing during it during the summer, there must have been something that like those little gnats or no seams, whatever you call them, like the smell of the the epoxy. And they would get into my I tried to enclose as best as possible my wheel and they land on the epoxy. And pretty much it's Jurassic Park all over again. I have a, you know, whatever that is, they had the. We had one, I had one that had a big mos- one of the big mosquitoes in it at one point. Yes. Some crazy stuff one. has got into these. Yeah. There's a vulnerable so stage they're... on them. And if something touches them, they're... Just the other day, I had two... First time I've ever had this happen. I was taking the baits off the wheel after their first coat. They've been on for about four or five hours. Enough to where I can put a second coat on. And... I normally put five in my left hand and one in my right when I'm taking them off this wheel to minimize trips to where I, I store them. I had two of them, like, they were like magnets. They clinked together, and instantly they were bonded. And I, I uh-huh. ruined two of them, and they were actually uh, Team Rhinos. They were two of Team Rhinos orders, and I had to repaint two of them really quick because I was doing the epoxy and stuff. But just how sticky that stuff is isn't is just something crazy to deal with. But so that's my little thing with the brushes. And I don't even know why we were talking about this. I have no idea. <laughs> I think that's a good, I think that's a good, good perspective. Somebody that reuses and somebody that throws away. Like when I'm finishing a wood product, I throw away. Mm-hmm. But what I'm, what I'm using on top, what I'm using is uh, not really reusable uh, when, when that stuff gets, gets in it. Um, I'm not using brushes. I'm more of a rub-on or a uh, sponge material. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's and that and obviously you can't. Uh, pretty sure if you would put a sponge in lacquer thinner, it might eat it away. That um, and I, I would almost guarantee you ever like take a sponge after washing a car and try to get all the the soap suds out of it. Yeah, doesn't yeah, happen. You can spend an hour doing it, and you're still yeah. seeing those. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep, I just did that the other day. I picked up my picked up my boat and uh, from the canvas shop and um, brought it home. Probably trailered it. I don't know how far would you say that is from my house? About thirty miles, maybe. The, it takes a long time because it's literally in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah, thirty miles. I'd probably so, but, I, I'd I'd give you twenty, but probably more like fifteen. But I don't think it's 15, but anyway, um, it was just a salt and mud disaster. So I washed it and, uh, I mean, icicles were, were forming everywhere, uh, on the, on the boat and stuff like that. And I was like, I, I need to clean out this sponge. And I was sitting there ringing it and ringing it and ringing it. And <laughs> I just didn't, I was like, what the hell am I doing? I'm freezing out here. I'm getting, I just in. quit doing it. I threw it in the same bucket and then I, you, Pretty much, you can put water in that bucket and wash. Yeah, you don't even have to like reapply. Yeah, you don't have to put these up, and there's still enough in that sponge. 
it's probably probably one of three times I'll clean my boat this year. I was just going to say you cleaned your boat. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't do that. Yeah, I mean, I still had in like in the cockpit area. I had all that blood and stuff in there. Some of it was from me. The majority were from like fish and stuff, but uh, that stuff's still in there. I can't get it out. There's not a perfect boat cleaner out there to get to get in those cracks of like a, a fiberglass or a sea decking style. It's just uh, there, it's, a, it's a lot of work getting in all those little cracks. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that there is it something. Up. It's called elbow yeah. grease. Yeah, I cleaned it up. Yeah. I cleaned mine up before I went to the Musky Max last year because I took my boat down after we used it all year, and I spent a lot of time cleaning all those little cracks. And the the, the unfortunate thing about it is. You know, I did all that, and uh, you know, two trips into the season, and you get rained on one time, and some, and those cracks all looked exactly the way they did mm-hmm. right before I just cleaned them. So I don't really spend a lot of time down in all those little cracks and crevices. It's that, and then when you're doing it every day, you know, leaves will pile up back there. Yeah. Oh, and when leaves get wet, they kind of like they they uh they make a little stain. They make a stain, yeah. So you get some brown marks. Those came out easy, but whatever was on the floor was not good. And the funny thing is about that boat, you know, I ordered a black one. It's and, the uh, lightest black I've ever seen. It's, it's the most silver I've ever seen. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, you're gonna like that way more than that black one. I'm telling you. Anybody that has a black one to see all that that dirt and stuff in there, and I'm like looking at this floor. It's you know bloody brown, um, light poopy color. I'm like, uh, I thought I, think the, I thought they were talking looks, about you. you this kind of dirty. Like, this kind of stands out a little bit more than it does on the when with the uh, the black cockpit I had, you know. Um, but anybody that fishes with me next year will see that. So. If you just took a sponge in a couple minutes every night, they wouldn't. I'm not doing that. You have a sponge full of soap right now. You're halfway there. I'm not doing that. Too much. Too much. At this rate, at this rate, you'll. I won't be able to pour swimmers until the summer. So I'll have to do that instead of clean. Well, you have your priorities, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's neat. Now, what are you guys going to be doing this weekend? We are going to be uh, at the Musky Road Rules, far apart. Yes, uh, very far apart. <laughs> yes, these um, guys way out, the, the the Tony and Greg have way outlasted. I don't think they do MTV Road Rules anymore. I don't think they have for ten years, have they? Uh, uh-uh. that's what that was based on, I believe. You know. Musky road rules, like they did MTV road rules. They started that mm-hmm. years ago. Greg and Tony are still going all over the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this one will be out in uh, the one I'm going to is in uh, Lehigh Valley. And where's that at? Target. Um, you can say it's uh, close to Allentown, close to New York, an hour away from New York City, like. 50 minutes away from Philadelphia. Um, so I'll be on that eastern part of uh, Pennsylvania. And um, that's where I will be on Saturday. I'm leaving tomorrow um, to go set up. And because it's a bit longer of a drive. And so I will be there Friday night and be there with bells on for Saturday morning. Um when it starts, it starts at 10, it goes till 4, uh, and then I will drive all the way back home. So if you're in that area, show up. Say hi to we Vance. like it was worth it. <laughs> and um, How many hour drive I'm is a, that? It's like five and a half. That's not as far as I thought it was. Mm-mm. I'm, I figured I could shave it down to five. All the way across our state. Mm-hmm. It's a long drive. You could be a lady declaring that amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. But it'll be cool. You know, we get a lot of we get a lot of clients from out there, and uh, I know 
some some of the clients we've had out over the years are going to be uh, be there. Um, so it'll be nice to see them and um, talk muskies on a Saturday, a rainy Saturday. Is is that look like good driving for you? I mean, I wouldn't expect it to be. You know. Okay, you haven't even looked then. No, You're it'll be probably it. you know just pissing the whole time, and then big eighteen wheeler spray all over the place. You know. Are you tomorrow? Yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow. Yeah, after there's to be quite a snow coming in here. Yeah, I'll be fine. And then Todd, where yeah. are you going to be on Sunday? Somewhere in Pittsburgh. Uh, I think the Keys Rocks area. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even sure. I haven't really looked that far. I haven't looked at where I got to go, but somewhere down there in Pittsburgh, same place they had it last year. Vance was there last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they changed it around. It used to be down Moon Township, but yep, we'll be down there. Same thing, ten to four, and uh, we're doing a little seminar, talking some muskies. I think that I'm going to just take a, a handful of baits out there with me too. Um, for the people that aren't going to make the musky max, just a couple swimmers and, uh, and some stingers and stuff like that. So I'll have some, some product on me, um, for that day. Yeah. I had some guys ask me, I told them I have four swimmers here and the, the message just was like, okay, bring, bring them. So that's what I'll have Four. I'm not going to bring much product. I have four swimmers. We're a little low on inventory, as you've noticed throughout these last six months of podcast, but we're mm-hmm. working on it. We're working on it. We're going to be fully stocked by Musky Max. Oh, yeah. We're going to be sitting in, in decent shape. We're going to see how well we sit after the show, but heading into the show, we're going to have a full army. Very and nice. I just asked Andy to send me five more gallons of, of rubber uh, mm-hmm. to pour up. And uh, I don't know if you want to talk about what's in the works, but we got we got a couple irons in the fire right now. I, mm-hmm. We're not going to talk too much because no. I've always been the guy that if I talk about it, it's going to fail epically, and then everyone will ask about it, like, "Hey, how's this going?" I'm like, "Yeah, That's I cool. suck." Um, so here's the, here's here's the thing that I've noticed over the past uh, Christ, it's only it's been like six years now. Um, we have molds. All the baits we make uh, come out of a mold. The molds that I've been using are maybe close to ten years old. Yes. Yes say 10 years old and then maybe in the last year i've put probably the same amount of swimmers that you know we've sold in that that amount of time through those molds and they're getting old and uh so it got andy's brain uh thinking uh to make a more efficient way to do things essentially but this was not after um, he scolded me and told me that I was too rough on things. Um, well, I'm gonna let make... I'm gonna let people be the judge here. So <laughs> I ran these things for eight years and I put thousands of baits through them. Vance has them for like a year and a half ish, give or take, and all of a sudden he's like, "Yeah, they're broken." <laughs> like I didn't say they were broken. I just said that they're they're not that great. You know? and when, the, the you know. The other side of it, when Todd's like, hey, I need uh, raptor molds, you're like, sure. Whatever. Yeah. When I asked for it, it's, you broke it, you clucks. We're getting into a a, a thing that's a little bit of proprietary information on this, but but there there are reasons for this, but um, it's it's the process. But yes, it is kind of a a funny topic. (laughs) <laughs> Todd asks, when I, when gets I, whatever he wants, drop of a hat. Drop of a hat. <laughs> well, me, when, it's, you broke it, it's well, your fault. I'm going to make fun of myself <laughs> right now. And Vance was like, yeah, I need new ones. It, it, Vance answered the questions that I asked him like he was like, like, like in, in a Senate trial. He was just like, 
I did things exactly the way you told me to. And then he wouldn't say anything else. (laughs) You're like, I picked them up with two hands and gently placed them into something. Like, (laughs) I can see just like backhandedly kicking them off and they're falling into a tote and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Through a table. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're becoming the Bills Mafia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see if you can break tables. Uh, but yeah, we have we have some neat things that we're dabbling with. We're we're putting a little effort into it, but um, you know, primarily we need to first get get something established for these shows. But we're gonna hopefully, yeah. And th- these aren't the stuff that we. It's not stuff we would unveil. We're not going to be like. I'm not saying everybody does this, but a lot of people do. We're not going to just come up with a bait and throw it out there and let you guys be the testers, the guys that buy them. You know, this is stuff we're working on for next season, basically, pretty much. I mean, Isn't that, there's a lot of truth to that statement. There is. Yeah. And there's a lot of, uh, it's kind of, a, it, that, that's a very dark, dark path to go down. Mm-hmm. With that, with that, like you know, testing of a new bait, a new product, and you some start here, here, and you don't, you don't hear about them, and then some do, some don't. You don't, you don't yes. hear about them, and then they're like, oh yeah, we caught them on these. We, we, you know, loaded them up. You know, we crushed them on these, and you know that's not the case. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey Todd, like, oh, what the hell? Yeah. We, we won't, we won't talk about the name of this person. But tell the story of – do you know what story I'm talking about? I think I know where you're going. It had a big, giant box of baits. I stopped, yeah, I stopped at the bait shop to drop off some of our baits, and I, I run into someone that I knew who they were, and I was like, oh, yeah, those look really good. Man, what, you know, that's got a different lip. How do those things – you know, how, how are they running for you? And it's like, I don't know, man. I never got a chance to run them. I made them over the winter. Hopefully they run. Meanwhile, he's dropping them off. For sale. For sale. It's a bait store. I mean, but it's just something we would never do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say there's not been guys had problems with their baits, but, you know, I just grew up working with Dale, who, like, goes and still throws every single bait that he ever makes, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I just think, you know, someone's going to pay the price. They should know if these things are going to run. And we both know, I know you're getting i get a lot of baits people hand you some baits oh get this a try give this a try you know and i've been in the water that are just like this thing looks beautiful but i'll tell you what it is never going to be in my mix because it runs like crap i don't know what Mm -hmm. else to say you know uh it's hard it's hard to break that to to a person you know but mm -hmm. you you do i mean obviously people want feedback Mm -hmm. we've, we've given that to them um, and some people will take it, and other people say, "Oh, let's just get them back." And you, I, I know how to play with those. Okay, so if you know what you're doing, yeah. go ahead. I'll give them back. You know. Yeah, that's happened for many, many years to me. And, uh, mm-hmm. It's just. Well, I mean, we, we've we've handed we've handed baits off to one another. Like, I can't get this to go. Here, mm-hmm. try this. Throw it here, take this. You know, mm-hmm. uh, see if you can do something. Yep. The funny thing is, another well-known person in the uh, musky community this is going back what do you think five or six years todd they sent either you or i but they ended up being in my pole barn for me to paint them Uh, like a a little crankbait that's all i'm gonna say and i painted them up as good as i could paint them and everything looked fine and dandy and i think i gave you two and i took two and out of the four only one ran yeah (laughs) and it was one of yours so yeah. I had these beautiful paint, you know, at the time, beautiful for myself. And I'm just like, wow, these things suck. So then I start I looking at them being like, what is that? A bar of soap? And the funny thing was, is that the, I, I don't want to drop any names, but it, it, can't, it, but it makes sense. <laughs> it, it completely makes sense. And then when, when a, you know, when that was brought to his attention, he just was like, I'm doing this in my kitchen and it's making a mess. <laughs> and he's just going on and on. Oh, and man. It's, it was, it was funny. And 
So then I started like with these two baits. Uh, I started like belt sanding the lips to try to maybe try to get them to do something, but they just literally did nothing. Other than, I mean, they did. They caused a lot of disappointment deep down in my heart. And, uh, you know, I was epoxy all over the kitchen floor. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And then I, I'm looking at a pile of those baits right now sitting on my uh, workbench. Workbench. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Good place for them. I took the hooks off. I remember I, you, caught, you caught a fish on one, though, Todd. Oh, you did. tried your ass off on it. You were just like, oh, yes. I just kept running it, yes. And, and it was a big one, too. Feedback. It was the person who needed some feedback, and I was like, I'm going to run this till something hits it, because if I can get it into the right zone, it'll hit. And uh, that happened. And you lost the fish. Well, yeah, we lost the big one. Yes. Yes, we lost a big one. Then I caught one right after that, and then I took it off. And I don't think they're used since. Yeah. So the 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 funny thing is, is we did have a four footer on right in the boat, little kid reeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that would have made someone's day. Yeah. I mean, aside from the kids, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I you know if you guys can remember, I don't know how long ago, might have been a couple months ago, I cleaned house on baits. I just started throwing things in the garbage. Because I just, what am I, I'm not going to try to go and get 50 bucks on the flea market from it. So I just threw it away. I did not throw away those two baits because a little part of me smiles every time I look up at them and just know. I did the same thing, Andy. I cleaned (laughs) off my, I had some rafters hanging here that I, you know, someone else painted way back when. And I just, I took, I, you know, I was like, these are, I, I could use those hooks. I just put them in my boat, took them out, took the ice cubes out, threw them in the garbage took all the hooks off those, but I, I saved those just because of who it was. Just because. And I'm just going to keep them. I'm going to put them in a box. They'll end up in my basement uh, closet. And maybe someday someone will be like, oh, my gosh, where did you get that? <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, the funny thing, you brought up another funny point, is when a bait is like has some sentimental value, that you don't want to throw it away, but you know you're never going to use it. You, you start dumpster diving and you start pulling the the valuables off of it. Yeah. I I have some very old Raptors that have no screw eyes except the tie point because I'm like I'll yeah. use these and zip them out. <laughs> yeah, I just, did. I just did that and I threw them through about ten of them in the garbage. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just crazy what like so. Anyone that, you know, will see like a garage full of musky baits, you, you see it occasionally on, on Facebook and what have you. Look for the ones with no hooks because you know those are the baits they're not going to get rid of, but they, they need, they're in a pinch or something. Yeah. And I actually had a conversation with DK about this, um, how there was a YouTube video he recommended to me to watch, and I watched it, and the guy's like, well, I, I ran out of ice screws, so he grabbed one of his other baits from a different box you know, and you start robbing things because you're excited about the current project. So you just, you look in the archives, you, you steal this, you steal that. And, uh, it's yeah. just kind of funny. I think most people do and they just don't even think about it. Yeah. So that's some fun stuff. Don't expect to see them at this year's shows, but you might hear a little bit about them, you know, come summer or maybe in the fall or something like that as we're going to be ramping up. But we have a couple, couple neat things that, we're going to be doing bait wise. I'm going to say we really haven't come out with like crazy new baits in a while. No. So we've had a no, lot no. of cool new rod holder stuff, but mm. so this might be like the year of the baits catch up and yes. streamline and update. And when last year, the big thing was we made it the soft tail, cut the tail off of a six incher, which we'd already done, but we actually made them available. We're having a hard enough time keeping up with what we got, really. That's the bottom line, you know? Yeah. But I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. It is a good thing. So. Agreed. So, you know, we've talked about, and I'm changing gears a little bit here, those really hard winners that we theorized made really good musky fishing. Remember those mm-hmm. two years back to back where there's like 20 some inches of oh, yeah. ice, which is a lot for our area. I know there's some mm-hmm. people that have 20 inches of ice in November, but for us, that's a lot. 
and yeah. we had epic fishing those two years. Now it wasn't epic across the board. One year was hot casting. One year was hot trolling. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. has been a pretty easy winter so far. I don't even know if they're ice fishing on Chautauqua. They actually, I talked to them up in the hut here, oh man, like just a couple of days ago. And uh, he said there were about 200 people out on the ice, which, you know, it must be quite a bit cooler right up there than it is where we're at because there's nobody ice fishing here in western Pennsylvania right now. Might but, be the uh, elevation because I just saw on Facebook a, a small little reservoir in Pennsylvania. It, it's called Howard Eaton or Bull Dam, which pick your name. Oh, yeah. They they someone said that the ice fishing tournament is going to go there, they, and they showed like a tape measure of like five inches of ice. And so it could be. I mean, it might be cooler. It might be the elevation. Who knows? But so they just their ice season just started kicking off in February. Yeah, it's way behind. How how are you guys predicting, at least from this standpoint, this season? Or you think it's just like, eh, we're going to go out, we're going to find him, we're going to do it? Or do you kind of get behind a little bit? I, I've talked to some you know people that are really big into spring turkey hunting, and mm-hmm. they're already saying it's going to be a really hard year because of uh, turkeys are not flocking up like they normally do, and it kind of messes with their spring patterns and – you know, I mean, but this guy's full blown bananas for turkeys, like crazy. I don't know if you guys have anything that you're going to be coming. No, I mean, I can't theorize the future because I mean, th- so this is what this is what we're going to be talking about down at uh, uh, in Pittsburgh at the Muskie Road Rules. I mean, trying to guess the guess this stuff every year is so different. That's my whole thing. It's going to be like frequently asked questions, and I can look back through the last ten years and. Man, trying to make <laughs> trying to make a relation from one year to the next. I can tell you this: Vance and I are going to be catching a hell of a lot of fish. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how or where, but it's just going to happen. We're going to find them. You know what we were doing this year was different than last year. What we were doing the year before was different than the year before that. And uh, who knows what will happen? You know, up at Chautauqua, where they're going to be killing the same amount of weeds, even more. You know, uh, I think it's just a matter of time to start doing in the north end what the future, the future meaning, you know, six, eight years from now, if they really start doing what they're talking about doing. I don't know what will happen to the lake, but uh, as of now, we're going to we'll find a way. I mean, who knows? But it is a very mild because they just got out on the ice up there. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's just getting excited about it. And uh I don't know. At least here, it rained all day. You guys probably got snow up. We got a we got icy rain. Icy rain, which is not common for my area, but yeah, we icy got rain. about a quarter inch of ice or so. Yeah, so you didn't you didn't get snow. So I know I was talking to a friend of mine up in Dunkirk, New York, which is not far, and uh, you know, I forget what he said. They got like eight or nine inches of snow today. Uh, so there's we're we're, we're right on this. Right on the edge, the snow uh, would be nice, actually, where I live. <laughs> it's so muddy and wet and crappy down here. But there's no there's no ice. There's no. I don't think there's anybody on any of our lakes ice fishing yet. And it's second week of February. Yeah, the funny, like a week ago, they were talking about Presque Isle Bay, Lake Erie's Presque Isle Bay. Um, mm-hmm. People were taking boats out and they were catching limits of perch. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is when I should go up and do my steelhead fishing up there. You know, with the musky king. Mm-hmm. With the musky king, yes. With the musky king, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could get out there and troll the bay. I see stuff on Facebook where there's over in Ohio. There, the some of the charter guys are running. They're running oh, they're doing, they're, they're, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's right so now. many there's so many walleye in that lake. It's not even funny. They're limiting out people from like Wisconsin and all that. Where they're driving down and, and mm-hmm. fishing Lake Erie and launching in Ohio. Yep. Yeah. Now, Vance, well, uh, you know, uh, you're you're probably gonna have a similar opinion to Todd, but do you have a prediction or or something, you know, about about this weather, how it's gonna affect, you know, this coming summer? 
you know, you theorize. I think we'll be fine. Uh, I think it's going to be lights out on Chautauqua for a couple of years uh, to come. Um, I just don't see it slowing down. It hasn't for three years in a row. Um, it hasn't for like 25 years, except you look right. Else, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true, uh, and people will be like, "That's what I mean." We're gonna find them. It's yeah, not gonna be catch hundreds and hundreds, but it's yeah. You know, this year was a workhorse. Mm-hmm. I caught the most fish I've ever caught in in a season, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's not like it came easy. Um, no, no. So it was. We put a lot of time in. We put a lot more time in, but it wasn't as easy as some other years we had. That's for sure. No. 2000. Uh, Some of those years, it's like, 15, oh, you're ready. Oh, you missed one. Oh, don't worry. You'll just throw yeah. a few more times. You'll get another one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that maybe it's like that next year. Yeah. You know, a, a nice, a nice, easy casting year. Uh, what would we do for that? Um, it's about it comes, time. It comes around like once a decade, you know, maybe. But um, would do. would you guys rather not to interrupt too too much? Would you guys rather have a tougher year? and grind them up while everyone else is having a hard time or have it to where anyone with a hook and a line is catching them. Absolutely. The grind year. Oh yeah. hundred percent. It, it, it's that way every year. Really? Yeah. See, I'm, there's a cut. There's I'm not a being, I'm not being, uh, <laughs> not posting here, but I mean, it's not like you just, everybody just shows up and, yeah, that's why I always make fun of, make yeah. fun of it and say that you know it's it's a place where they're all small and everybody can catch them, but you know yeah. that's not what until happens. they go there. Yeah, until they go happens. there. Yeah, and it comes with being there. You know, the same thing happens when you go to other lakes. There's guys that are you know when you're putting that time in, man, it's hard to yeah. compete. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It's it's time. We always talk about time on the water. You know. It's a it, it's a grind, and we just know what to do uh, when, you know, we know the efficient tactics to grind on that leg. Uh, we have a very giant case study of it, um, so it doesn't matter uh, if it's a grinding year or an easy year. Yeah, easy years are fun. They're a lot more fun when it's casting. Uh, yeah, from but from a guy casting- from a guy. Yeah, and, and, and ca- the, the casting ones are great. I love them because, but there are, I mean, there are definitely, you know, we have, I've had some years uh, guiding up there when the casting was really good. And I'm telling you, 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 you it's hard to relate that, you know, because now you can go up and do whatever you want, trolling and, you know, what we're doing there. But I mean, I did everything that I could do. And, you know, when I had people show up with kids or something, it's like, oh boy, you got to troll. This yeah. is going to be a long day because I got to troll. I can't. These people. Yeah. Here you take them casting. They can't. That's the only. I mean, the trolling puts a lot more pressure on us. And uh, but when there's a good trolling bite, it's just like let's just go get these things. And all you got to do is just keep reeling. Uh, sometimes on the casting, you know, there's certain days that are like this. It's it's going to be a struggle. That <laughs> I don't really cast all day with them i'm not i'm done up to me to catch a bunch of fish so yeah i don't I, we don't we don't, you don't, you don't unless, somebody, unless somebody asks you know that's not what it's about i'm not sitting there with the freaking you know two by two restaurant bar back thing and i'm sitting up there chucking yeah you know uh it's the it's it's a teaching thing that where the easiness comes in with it is when the fish cooperate you know that's yeah what's easy it's a, it's always a grind but the easy years are come with fish cooperation easy, Lord, yeah, the easy years Lord, are, all i gotta do is see okay you can cast it you can reel it yeah yeah you're gonna get a chance lore lore hits the water yeah it's staying off. underwater yeah and it's there it, that's yeah. it's a, it came to get that simple <laughs> that's that's an easy year yeah on, on chautauqua Oh yeah, it is is the fish cooperation? It's generally always a grind, mm-hmm. you know. Anybody that's catching piles and piles of them are grinding and using efficient tactics, you know. Yeah, uh, that 
14, 15 year when it was casting, we literally could do whatever. I mean, and, and they would, they would hit whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Those were, um, you know, when we would have like, you know, we would have like 80 fish on Raptors in a week between the two of us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it was crazy. Uh, uh-huh. And it was so, it was so crazy. They were cooperating so well where we were just like, man, we should like troll or something. This is getting ridiculous, but we've beaten up these fish too much. Yeah. And they just kept coming, but you know, that was the year that was there, you know, out of all the years I've been going there, I never saw it like that. There was such limited weeds and this is before they were killing them, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Of course, that was the year before Vance got into the guiding, and the next year we are all excited, and we had a really crappy year the year after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what I mean. I don't know what to predict. I have no idea. All I know is we, we are going to catch fish. Uh, I don't know. No idea. I just, I just anticipate a difficult season all the time. You know, mm-hmm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a grind. That's it. Do, do, you, do I want it to be a harsh winter? Yeah. Yes, I do because I my I tend to think that fishing is better with a hard winter uh, because that's it's generally what they're used to up here, you know, hard ice for whatever three months, three and a half months, whatever it is, and then the weeds grow again, and the water warms up, and you go through all those those seasons, and then it's back to hard ice. So. I don't like seeing open water. Yeah. You know. Do you think that maybe, regardless of the winter, fish activity will be the same throughout the summer? It just might be not after the tactics you're using. And that what might could, you know, put a human's opinion on saying it's difficult or not difficult. I, I, it's not going to be the tactics. I don't. I don't think it's going to be tactics. I mean, there's only a couple tactics you can go after these fish with. It's going to be the areas, the depths where are the bait fish holding. Uh, yeah. And and we dealt with that last year. We had an incredible year. I had the most fish I ever had on a charter year. Vance had the most fish he ever had on a charter year. But it, I mean, to be honest, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, it wasn't an easy year what I did one day lots of times did not relate to the next day, which drives you crazy. I've had other years where I did the same thing for three weeks straight and they just kept coming. Those are the easy years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Something uh, to draw off of. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with Todd with, you know, troll cast jig. Um, what else? Yeah. We don't like big fish. I mean, what else, you, what else what else do you do there? I remember, I remember when it was it was tough for like a couple months there. We were like these fish are like pinged on the bottom in the casting mm-hmm. areas, and we lit them up on uh, on the rubber. Yes, on the Just a couple seasons ago, we didn't we caught yeah. we we did not do well on the rafters a few seasons ago. Everything was everything we got was on the rubber baits. Mm-hmm. Not everything, but most, you know. Yeah, a lot of it was was rubber right on yeah. right on the weed edge, off the edges, letting them sink down, you know. Yeah, the people that couldn't cast and and really didn't, um, you know, have any motor skills in picking we're up a musky better. rod, we're, we're doing way better because <laughs> that bait yeah. was crawling on the bottom, you know, yep. and moving yep. slow, and and uh, those fish were relating to that. So, yeah, it's just you know, regardless of the winter, you're you're ready, you're confident in preparation. And that leads to success. You're confident in preparation. You're efficient. And the time on the water, it, you eventually get them. So mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know how it's going to end up. But, um, you know, the lakes have off years. And what I always say when that happens, you know, this happened numerous times in the last 30 years up there where everybody was like, oh, I don't know what's wrong. You know, da, da, da. I was like, well, you know, here's the thing. These fish are in here. They're stalking them when they're nine inches long. And you go from this off year and the next year, everything's just back to normal. Well, guess what? Every single fish you're catching was in there a year before. 
Mm-hmm. You just weren't encountering them, you know? Mm-hmm. Good years where, you know, you'd troll like crazy deep, shallow, high, low, middle, you know, and it was just a tough year to get a bite out there, which is, that's the crazy thing. It's really hard to get scientific with these fish. <laughs> yeah. Because they're still out there. They're eating. So two years later, when all these fish are getting caught, is guess what? They were here a couple of years ago too. All these forty-one inches and forty-four inches. <laughs> it didn't that's it, like that's <laughs> why. Like if when there's a lot of truth to that, and that's why when I'll do a seminar, I talk more uh, realistic um, rather than the magic bait and the magic time of year and when you're supposed to use them and how you're and you know, which bait and which presentation you want to do when it's cloudy and yeah, it's yeah. June or cloudy and it's, you know, the fall. And <laughs> it's, that, that's, it's not it, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's more efficiency in, in how you're, you know, how, how long you're, you're ready to go until you get a, uh, figure out a pattern on the lake. Uh, it's, there's nothing, there's nothing, uh, there's there's no hard evidence in it that you know the in November, which was essentially winter fishing for me. Mm-hmm. What what do you think in the winter? You know, big slow wide wobbly minnow baits. That's what y'all hear and read about. And this is you know we banged them up. We did it on this nine inch bait. They were hitting four and five inch baits for me in that time. Yeah, give me a break. You know that. So if you go into a seminar and it's like it's November. This is when you bring out a bait that's bigger than your boat and you run it at two eight, then you'll know. You'll like, wait. You know, that's not there's not there's that's not realistic. So yeah. Um, can happen, but you know, you're gonna get them on what you're using and you're gonna get them on your tactics and the depth of where you're putting that bait. When where you're putting it has way more to do with it than what color it is. <laughs> we were catching them trolling raptors. How what cut? What's the most uh, color raptor we have in stock right now? The most colored. Yeah, like how many do we? What do we have the most stuff? Oh gosh, I don't know. We we got probably a three way tie right now of fifty mission cap Superman. Well, you're giving away the show colors, but that's what we caught them all on last year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, Troll, all right, stock trolling. colors. Okay, you guys ready for stock colors? Yeah. I have one Zero. walleye 8-inch soft tail. You have a soft tail 8-inch walleye. I saw it hanging there the other day when I was putting bait together, yeah. That's what we caught them on. I could have been sold 100 times, Andy. I don't know why we let it hang. But... Because hey, I, I, said I needed that. hope. I said, you didn't want to say we're, we're completely out. I need that one. I I had my I had my hand on that thing, and he's like, "You're gonna take my last <laughs> raptor," and I was like, "Yeah, we, we should sell it." He was just hanging it there to make sure he remembered what they looked like. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up not taking it, and it's still there. Thank goodness. It's, it's still there. It could have been first quarter money, but it's still there. If, if you cut We're down good. all of the oak trees in the world. You might not ever have another oak. You got to have one for a seed, and that That's one right. is the seed. They're going to start multiplying. Pretty sure all musky baits are asexual. Just throwing that out there. I hope. You know. Well, not not thinking. I, 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 I like. Well, I went with the tree more more so than like, <laughs> like an actual living thing. But you know, that's, that's, but okay. I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we caught them on, though. Trolling Excellent. raptors. Trolling raptors. Well, yeah, I like it. You guys have anything else you guys want to add before we uh, wrap this up? Now we're ready to go, man. Stop out at these the musky road rules, so that we feel like it's worth our while going and doing them, and to travel <laughs> all across the state to do it. So. I haven't been to one in the last three or four years. I did six or seven in a row. Actually, I met Andy down at one before I even really knew who Andy was. Uh, I remember that. Ten years ago, maybe. Or more. 
We're probably at 10 to 12 maybe i don't yeah, even know i don't think you're even making baits yet uh, nope. but i ran into you because i saw your baits and da, da, da. yeah we talked about that so mm-hmm. yeah come on down show up i'm excited i'm excited for all of them i'm really excited for the musky max and the the new york show those are fun shows and probably because they're so close to us um but I'm really excited about the colors uh, that, that Andy painted up. The paints are very crisp, beautiful. Um, Andy's getting better at painting them as much as... A couple of those look a little transgenderish. I thought. That's okay. I like them. Okay, well, <laughs> I don't sit here and judge. Yes. Yes. Supermans. Three Kings. Oh, my. They look great. Yeah, the shad's my favorite. When are you gonna look at this? If even if I, I don't, you know that the shad's gonna be slightly confusing because it's doesn't have the the trademark dot on it. I know, and you know what, fish are looking for that all the time. I know. And do it with a sharpie if you absolutely need it. I've done mm-hmm. that. I've sharpied baits. Yeah, just in case here. <laughs> yeah, I've I sharpied mean, baits like to put orange on the belly. Two casts later, it's all gone, and there's just a nasty rainbow streak on the top of the water. Fish are dying, and, you know, birds are choking. Mm -hmm. Fracking. Yeah, it's it's all fracking's fault Mm -hmm. from your indiscretion of using Sharpies. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, Exciting. I mean, in the, in the next couple weeks from now, I'd probably say we're going to probably give a rundown of some of the stuff we're packing, uh, you know. We'll for post the, them. We'll post we'll them. Up, yeah, we'll post them up on the uh, social media, stuff like that, you know. Because that show is, what, three, four weeks away? It's, it's in like a month, but yeah, we might have three, <laughs> maybe four-ish shows, depending, you know, depends on how things are going. Yeah. It's exciting. Super exciting. I do look forward to that one. We're busy. Yes, very busy. So it makes it fun. So, all right. I'm going to big, big thanks to Musky Zinc, Fatty Z Musky Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, St. Croix Rods, Baker Baits, Musky Max Plus, Vix Marine. And Ranger Boats. Did I forget any? Mm-mm. I try to mix up that order. So it doesn't seem like I'm just saying the same thing over and over again. And when I do, I, I, I lose if I... Potentially get burned. Yeah. <laughs> we should do then, during the middle, but, you know, it'd be hard. It'd be easy to forget one. I like the flow, you know, just the open conversation. Get it out of there and go. Yeah. yeah, and I also like how we sometimes go a complete left turn sometimes and yeah. have to come. Sometimes. Yeah. We ended up having a great show, you know, and uh, I didn't even know what we were talking about tonight, to be honest. Yeah, well, we, we had yeah. a, we had a change of plans <laughs> on the last minute, so. Sometimes I start a sentence and I have no idea where it's going to end up. <laughs> okay, yeah. Michael. But, yeah. It's yeah. all because of the halftime show. That's true. Yeah. But all right. Thanks for listening.